Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Amen. What a great God we serve, don't we? Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand together? Let's clap our hands one more time for Jesus. I'm going to get into the word of the Lord this morning. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your many blessings. God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. I have just one verse of scripture here to read to you this morning. It is from... Oh, did I not take an offering? Well, come quickly. See, I've been, I've been gone. Praise God. And we're, all, we're already live streaming. So, we, so now's your chance. If you're watching this on live stream, go to mmchurch.com. We've got a link right there for you to click on and give. <laughs> Tithely app, Venmo. All that information can be found at our Welcome Center. And uh, obviously a physical offering if you have that. Praise the Lord. Thank you all for your support for this work and this ministry. God is so good, isn't he? Hallelujah. And thank you to the congregation who's, oh, wait, we didn't, give, we didn't have a chance to give our offering yet. That's a good group right there. Because you could have said, wow, we got out of church without having to give an offering. Not this congregation. Praise God. One more great hand clap for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am reading Psalm 100, verse number 4, one verse here that says this, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And we've heard a lot of that today in testimonies and worship songs about being thankful to the Lord. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And from that verse of scripture, I want to preach this message, even though it's a week and a half later, it's still Thanksgiving. It is still Thanksgiving. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your blessings your goodness, your mercy toward us. We thank you for every testimony that we've heard today, every inspiring word to get out and reach the lost. We thank you, Lord, for the Spirit of God, the beautiful singing today and the worship. We praise you and we thank you most for your presence in this place today. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let's clap our hands one more time for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God, and the Lord bless you. You may be seated. The Bible tells us to enter his gates, and I want to point out today that gates are exactly what you think they are. They are the barrier that separates And we are to enter those gates with thanksgiving. So if you were to take a look at this church building, the gates would be our door 
from the outside to the inside, whether you use the side doors or the back, or I guess they're the front doors actually at the back of the church. Uh, but regardless of what door you use, when you open that up to come into the building, you are entering through the gate. Those are the gates of the church building. And the Bible says to enter his gates with thanksgiving, which means before we get to the house of God, we have already have to have a spirit and an attitude of giving thanks to God. You can't wait to get here to see what God is going to do for you before you offer up thanks. Because every single one of us, if we were to look back at the past week we lived, with all of our troubles and all of our hardships and all of our problems and all of our complaints and all of the things we struggle with, I can guarantee that if you look hard enough, you will find something to be thankful for. If it's nothing more than getting you through another week, you got something to be thankful for. And entering his gates, the prerequisite really of praise is thanksgiving. We can't even have a good praise service, which is what we call it, our praise service, where we sing and we play these instruments and we worship. It's our praise service. Our praise service is dependent upon our thankfulness. Before we ever get here, what are we thankful for? Before I ever lift my hands for the first time in the song, the first note of the first song is sung. Before I start to offer up praise, what am I thankful for? Because I'm here to tell you that every single one of us I don't care how bad your week has been, how bad your month has been, how bad your year has been, or how bad your life has been. You've got something to be thankful for. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and clap. And if you want a great worship service, which we do, let's not depend on the musician, although she's phenomenal and Shoshana's phenomenal and Brother Pastor Stephen is phenomenal and all the singers are phenomenal, I don't depend on them for worship. I depend on my ability to offer up thanks to God, which makes me want to worship Him because I'm so thankful for what He has done. Can you say amen? So where does Thanksgiving come from? It does not come from the day. It does not come from the experiences. It comes from our attitude. Thanksgiving comes from our attitude. Let me explain. I'm going to give you the scenario of two men. These are made-up scenarios, so don't think I'm talking about anybody personally. Two scenarios. One man has just found out that he has lost his job. He just found out that he lost his job, and he comes home, and he's discouraged with the fact that he lost his job. Now that he lost his job, a couple of weeks has gone by, and the late notices for his mortgage are coming in, and now he's discovering that he's going to be foreclosed on at the end of the month. So he now has no job, and he's looking at the fact that he's not going to have a house in a couple of weeks, and his wife and his three children are going to have no place to go, and he becomes extremely depressed because he can't see anything to be thankful for when he's lost his job, and now he's losing his home. Another man, also with a wife and three children, 
and his middle child is sick unto death with a very rare, deadly disease. And he brings this child to a doctor, and the doctor says, there is one thing we can do that will 100% cure your child. It's going to cost you. So the man decides he's going to go home. He's going to sell his house. He has to move away from where he's staying, so he's losing his job. And so now he has no job. He also has no money because he took the money from the house and gave it to a doctor. So he's got no job, no money, three kids, and a wife. And he feels blessed. The same scenario as the first man who's got no job, no house, and no money, and feels depressed. This other man has the same problems and feels blessed. What's the difference? One is recognizing what God has given him, and the other is looking at what God has taken away. So you see, don't tell me how bad things are and why you have a right to go around down, down mouth and scowl on your face and trudging through life with nothing but complaints because somebody else in your exact same circumstance would step into your shoes and feel blessed. I remember years ago, I was a young man young minister, and uh, if any of you are, ha have ever been in ministry or know what it's like, have been close to the ministry, you know that there are many, many struggles that come with it, many, many hardships. Um, and that's why, and I'm not tooting my own horn, trust me, but that's why you don't often see a lot of pastors that have been there for 40 plus years. Because they usually got, a lot of them get discouraged and move on. I'm not saying they all do, but some do. But I remember years ago when my children were little, and uh, the church was going through just hardship. Uh, and, of course, that puts hardship on the ministry. And uh, there was financial hardship. There were church problems. There was just all kinds of things going on. And I felt so stressed and so burdened and so distraught. And I suffered, as you all, all already know, I, I've suffered with anxiety and I've suffered with depression. Uh, and I was going through these things at that time. And I was so uh, anxious and so depressed that I couldn't even sit in my home with my, with my at the time, two children and my wife. I, I, I was just, I, I, just something would overcome me. And I, I would just walk out of the house and I would just walk the streets late into the night. I would just be walking the streets uh, because I couldn't sit still with all the concerns and worries that were on my mind. And it, it, it was so hard. And it was at that time, some of you might remember this. I've told the story before, but it was at that time uh, when a, a news report came, and I still pray for this man because I know he is still suffering. Uh, I don't know his name. I don't know who he is, but I still do pray for him, how much he must be suffering. Uh, he had a small child, and um, his wife would leave. They'd both leave for work in the morning, and his wife would drop the child off at daycare and, or at the nursery, and then she would go to work. And one day she had a doctor's appointment. She asked him to drop the child off at the nursery for her, and uh, he put the baby in the back seat. And listen, I totally get it because I, I can see me doing this. 
He drove to work every day. He just went to work every day. And with the baby in the back seat, he wasn't thinking. And he just did what was normal, and he went to work. And at the end of the day, his wife went to the daycare of the nursery school to pick up the child, and the child wasn't there. And she called him, and she said, where's whatever the child's name is? And he said, no. And he ran to his car, and the child had passed away. That story came out while I was walking the streets distressed over money and people and problems. And when, that, when I heard that story, it jarred me back into reality when I realized that man right there would take my problems and feel blessed. Who am I to not be thankful for what I do have instead of complaining about what I don't. Amen. And so why should we wait for tragedy to strike us or to strike someone else? Why can't we look at the blessings we have and thank God for them instead of being down in the mouth and complaining about what we don't have? Why don't we come to church? Why don't we wake up every morning saying, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I know troubles are coming. This life is filled with them. There's always something going wrong but my God is still on the throne and he will see me through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And when you focus on your troubles, your spirit is dragged down. Lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help, your strength, my strength cometh from the Lord. Lift up your eyes, church. Lift up your eyes, people. Get off of the problems that are all around us. Every single one of us is fighting struggles and battles and hardships and some worse than others. Lift up your eyes. It's still Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not a day. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. Praise God. So let me give you the scenario of two other. I'll use women this time because we're equal opportunity offenders. That's what I, my, my good friend, Pastor Arnaud, always said. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Two women go to apply for a job, perfect job. I mean, this is the job she needs to provide for her family and to make, help her husband. And boy, if she could just get this job, everything would be good. They, go to, they go, to, go to this job, and the first woman walks in, and she's depressed. Any, any ladies here ever been depressed? Yeah. Is this on? Because some of the ladies did not let raise their hands, so I, and I know you're lying. <laughs> so the first lady walks in. How many men? Have any men here never been? Uh, how many men have been depressed? 
See, they're afraid not to raise their hand because they know I'll call them out on it. So the first lady walks in and she's depressed because of all the trouble she has and she desperately needs this job or she's not going to make it and her family's not going to make it and I got to have this job because everything is wrong. I'm going to lose my house if I don't get this job and she walks in and sits down for the interview and the interviewer is talking to her and she says the right things but there's something about her he doesn't like or she doesn't like. It's a, let's just keep it all ladies here. This interviewer doesn't know what it is. There's just something about this. She's got all the qualifications. Everything lines up. I don't know. I just didn't. Uh, let me just interview this next one. The next one comes in, and she is a Takara. Now, Pastor Stephen would say, oh, you don't see her at home. She gets depressed. <laughs> I call her the Energizer Bunny. She, she is the Tigger of Winnie the Pooh. Go, 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 go. Uh, but uh, this, this woman walks in, and she is on top of the world. She's got troubles, too, but she doesn't let them bring her down. She's just excited. She doesn't even have the qualifications of the first one, but she's just excited. She's raring to go. What can I do to help? And guess who gets the job? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? The first one had better qualifications. What's the difference? The second one was focused on what's good. The first one was focused on what's wrong. My friend, lift up your eyes. Focus on what is good. Because I can promise you this. Every single one of us that are breathing in this building today, every single one of us that are watching this this live stream online. Every single one of us, if we would look around, can see all kinds of things that are wrong in our lives. All kinds of things that have been wrong, that have been done wrong, that we did wrong, that others did wrong to us, that's falling apart. This isn't working. That's not going to work. I just know that's going to fail. And then there are others that are, that are looking around like this. But God is in all things. He's going to see me through. I'm going to make it. Everything's going to be over. Okay. Your attitude definitely affects your altitude. You're going to go as far as your attitude will take you. And my friend, I choose to look at the blessings God has bestowed upon me. I choose to be thankful, not one day a year, but every morning. I thank God that the sun rose today and he's in my life. Praise God. Every day, every day needs to be Thanksgiving Day. And let me wrap this up by saying this. I'm going to read to you the story of a man who if anybody ever, ever had a right to complain, you should be ashamed of yourself for complaining when I read about this man. You say you serve Christ? I know, I'm quoting now, I'm not, this is not me saying this, I'm reading. I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him more. I have worked harder. I have been put in jail more often. I have been whipped times without number. I have faced death again and again. Five different times the Jews gave me 39 lashes. Do you know why they gave 39 lashes and not 40? 
40 was the limit. Once you receive 40 stripes, you can't be beaten anymore. So they would stop at 39 so they can do it again. Five times, he said, 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled many weary miles. I have faced danger from flooded rivers and from robbers. God, I understand robbers, but do you, you, you rule nature. Do you really have to send a flooded river? Can't you throw me a bone here? I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on a stormy sea. I was reading this just recently. That's why it's in my notes. I was reading this, and I thought, I, 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 I've seen people go through a tenth of this and give up on God. This is what living for God is like? You want me to do it? I have faced danger from men who claim to be Christians but are not. I have lived with weariness and pain and sleepless nights. Often, not once in a while, but often, I have been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. God, where are you? Often I have shivered with cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. And then beside all this, I have the daily burden of how the churches are getting law along. While you should be helping me, I'm worried about how to help you. Who is weak, he said, without my feeling that weakness? And who is led astray? And I do not burn with anger. What he's saying is, I am angry every time someone walks away from God. Who walks away from God without me being angry? I have faced all of this, and I still get upset when I hear somebody backslide. Every one of this man's letters, this is the Apostle Paul, by the way, in case you don't know. Every single one of the letters he wrote in the New Testament, except Galatians, which didn't begin this way, but it is filled with it afterwards. Every single letter begins with the exhortation to be thankful. This man, be thankful. The Apostle Paul understood the power of a thankful attitude. Don't let it be one day a year where you sit down and count your blessings. Let it be every day that you look at the blessings of God. And I'm going to close with these two verses. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. We're hard-pressed on every side. How many of you are hard-pressed on every side? But we're not crushed. We're not crushed. He said, we're perplexed. Anybody ever looked at your life circumstances and we're perplexed? He said, we're perplexed. Uh, but we're not in despair. See, he always found a positive. He said, we're persecuted. Anybody ever been persecuted by your family or friends because you, you go to church, you go to this weird Pentecostal church? He said, we're persecuted. But we're not forsaken. See, every negative, he found a positive to counteract it. 
He said, we're struck down, but we're not destroyed. (laughs) Every negative that came into his life, he could find a positive in there. And that's what we need to do. Not that I speak in regard to need, he said in Philippians chapter 4, for I have learned, God help me to learn this, that whatever state I am in, to be content. Not to want more, not to want different, to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. I know how to be struck down and not quit. I know how to be blessed and not take it easy. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. And then he said these famous words that we take out of context all the time. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. We apply that all the time to a obstacle where I can do all things. When he said I can do all things, he was saying I can be abased and keep a good attitude. I can have life go wrong and still show up at church worshiping. That's what he meant, but I can do all things. And so lastly, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, again, the words of this great man. Now the Lord is that spirit And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Spirit of the Lord is in this place today. And He is in the praise every morning when you wake up. I wake up every morning and say, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. He is in that statement. He is in every prayer I pray. He is in every time we look in somebody else's eyes and we say, praise the Lord, or Jesus is the answer. Let me help you with that. Let me bring you to church. He is in that. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let's stand together. Clap our hands for Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.